I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Here we are. I'm kind of getting used to this, the whole podcast thing. Right? Don't you feel like you're an old hand at this now? Like, oh, I'm just going to record an episode. That's pushing it. It's more that I'm, one, I look forward to it. And two, it's like a part of my life now. Like, oh, it's Wednesday. It's time to record for next week. Right? It's important to have a schedule. I too look forward to it. It does. It helps. Do you remember that show in the 90s? It was that sex advice show. With Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Oh, God. Yeah, I do remember that. Back in like 99 or 2000, I was a guest on that show. Excuse me? Yeah, like way back when. But that's not the point. The point is... Wait a minute, Kate. I think I was too. You did the show as well? I think we, I think Heather and I did it too. <laughs> Holy cow. Maybe this will trigger a memory, all right? So my point isn't to say that I did that show. My point is that I was in the recording booth... And, and Dr. Drew was on time and it was all a professional booth, right? With the sound engineers and they go three, two, and then you're live. Adam Carolla, I'll never forget this, rolled in 10 seconds to when they began. And he sat down and just sat at his mic and just like instantly was on and was able to record a live episode. And for whatever reason, that impressed me because... He clearly didn't give a shit. Oh, and like you're saying we'll get there one day. Like we'll just, I'll, I'll walk in my house. Yeah, when you have your professional studio. <laughs> you can't now. You have like you have like the fucking thing here with the recording and you have the Zoom this. Oh my God, the setup. The setup. I keep switching where I put my desk with all this stuff on it. Like a whole, it creates a whole new world of problems. I hear you. I found my stationary setup and it seems to be working. So I'm just going with it. It's not ideal, but. Nothing's ideal right now. Including fashion. 
That was a great segue, Kate. Very smooth, something we here in Radioland call a link. One more thing, Pants Podders. This episode is brought to you by the word sprezzatura. Sprezzatura is an Italian word that first appeared in the Book of the Courtier in 1528. Here it was defined by the author as a certain nonchalance, so as to conceal all art and make whatever one does or say appear to be without effort and almost without any thought. In other words, a studied carelessness. And now back to the show. Yeah, we we want to talk about fashion and I'm kind of curious what exactly we're going to talk about, but <laughs> I have a couple of <laughs> a couple of ideas meaning that you have a very specific type of look in fashion and I would say I have the same honed in thing, but they're very different. Very different. Much like a lot of our things together, right? Right. They're not the same. I agree. And I really have always looked at your look and admired it. My look? Yeah. Mine? Why? There are some that we match. Like when we do a project together, we have a very similar look, Uh, right? Wait, hold on. There's like a cartel, not cartel. What's that called? (laughs) What's that called? (laughs) What do you mean? An aesthetic? No, no, no. Yeah. But what's the, what's the brand, the farming, farmy looking, this, this stuff. Red Wing? Not cartel. No. Carhartt? Carhartt. Okay. So you and I, when it comes... I'll wear, I just don't have any Carhartt. There is an area where we cross over in a similar style. And I think it's when we do a project together, we both have like a Carhartt-looking element. I'm not saying it's necessarily that brand, but we wear like... Oh, workwear. Yeah. Workwear. Thank you. Workwear. We, okay. We have a similar workwear aesthetic. Would you agree or no? I would. Workwear is about being rational and logical in your choices. Yeah. Or do you really plan an outfit when you're about to demolish something? (laughs) I don't plan. No. Okay. Don't push it. I didn't plan an outfit, (laughs) but I do. This is my comfortable place of dress is that look. Right. Like I have a lot of like work boots and they're all beat in, mm-hmm. and I love them, and I wear them all the time. I have, like, some jumpsuits, even those those became trendy. And then I have, like, some checkered shirts, and then, like, the perfect little farm jacket. You do like the checkered shirts. Gingham has always been your, your happy place. Right, and that's, like, my Nebraska upbringing, probably. But I feel great in that stuff. I mm-hmm. feel feminine, even though it's there's nothing feminine about it. Like, it's a, it's a happy place for me. But then there's a different side of me right. that we could discuss also. But I think for what my point is, is that you and I have that. That's a, like a sweet spot for both of us. I feel best in a perfectly worn in pair of jeans that fit me and only me. I got into raw denim a bunch of years ago. And boy, is that a disaster. But five, six years later, you're so happy because then they fit so well and they're just like... Yeah, they fit perfectly. They're a glove and they can look good provided you, you know how to care for them properly. But t-shirts are another thing. I had a pair of beat up jeans that my friend Aaron gave me and I was emaciated because it was a breakup and I was at that like breakup weight Yep. once life got normal again. And of course, I'm never going to fit in those again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Kate, I have a perfect pair of jeans for you and you wear them all the time now and I can't believe that I once fit in those that's insane to me but I know you got them tailored also well I think that's the trick if there's something I really love but it doesn't fit yet I can see the potential in the cut I can take it to my tailor who I trust immensely and that's what I've always done you always lift the butt because you have like a little cute flat butt (laughs) so you always like tuck don't you tuck that part in or something? I mean, I don't know if a flat butt is cute, but sure it's it is. it's all I got. So I just try to make it work. 
Right. I do the same thing with t-shirts too, right? Like I think a t-shirt can be so insanely attractive. It's one of my happy places as well. And I'll take that t-shirt and also get it tailored. Okay, this is huge. Like tell everyone your t-shirt because I'm actually curious. Like, what are you talking about? Hmm. How much do you spend on your tailor every year? It depends on what... <laughs> it depends. Like, t-shirts aren't terribly inexpensive. Like, you have to look at the hemline. So I find... And graphics, it has to be a special graphic. Otherwise, I, I just stick to solids. But if the t-shirt actually has a uh, side hemline, then all that tailor has to do is taper it. Okay. But a lot of t-shirts don't have side hemlines. They're like... Some of them do. Really? Yeah, you have to look. What are your What are your t-shirt tricks? Let us in your t-shirt world. I don't like when the shoulder hem drops down so far. Okay. That kind of bugs me. It's usually on a men's t-shirt if it's too big. This hem will drop down too low, and I don't like right. that. So you like it at the shoulder. Just Or maybe just a wee bit below, but not too far down where the cut is terrible. And it looks like you have bat wings when you raise your arms up. And then what do you do with the sleeve part? Do you like when it's kind of tight around your arm? No, I don't like it terribly tight. Oh, I'll, you don't? It's, like, it's a case-by-case basis with T-shirts because they all get cut differently. I know, but what else? What about the neck? Do you like a loose terribly, neck? I don't, you know what I can't stand are those scoop necks. I don't like a scoop neck myself but why do they make them why can't they just make a good solid t-shirt that will just break in beautifully over time and be a staple in your wardrobe why all the frills well there are there are a lot of great companies that do that they're more expensive but young maven makes a great t-shirt right like it's like that really great material and it's completely unisex and filth mart makes a great t-shirt filth mart makes an awesome t-shirt as well and they're the kind that like they have a great body and then they break in really well every time you wash them. Like, I love that. With the Filth Mart, I'll just wash them and wash them and wash them and wash them incessantly. And yeah, they get softer and thinner as time goes by. Yeah. Like I'll wash them every every week for like a solid year with the laundry. And then after that year, it's like delicious. What else do you feel really comfortable in fashion-wise? What about hats? What's your view on hats? Here's my thing on hats. I know. I have a thing on hats too. Go on. Yeah, go. Okay, here's the deal. All right. First of all, I always love a snow hat. Sorry. Lesbians are just, we're seasonally challenged, as Mia Kirshner would say. We'll dress in parkas in August if it makes the outfit look cute. It's true. And it's true. Boots in July. Boots in July. What? I don't know why we do that, but it's it's hilarious. I don't know. It's just... It's natural. Mia Kirshner called that out and... 2004, and it, it's a, it was such an honest statement and so beautifully observed. <laughs> yeah, totally. But no, anyway, hats. So like a beanie. Yeah, like a beanie, like a like a be or a toque, as they say in Canada. A to- okay, a toque. Yeah, like a beanie, a beanie toque, a toque. <laughs> I know. I, I like a beanie that has to fit well. You can't wash the beanie too much that way because then it kind of like flops off your head. The fibers get spread <laughs> out. Yeah, and it gets lopsided. Can I tell you, a beanie is my least favorite hats put on my head I've tried it why you look at no I feel so Leisha flipping dumb in a beanie what are you talking about I I can't even tell you how dumb I feel no you don't I know you there's even a picture of us where I'm wearing a beanie it might be the last time I ever wore it okay I've seen you in a beanie I don't like it (laughs) you look so good in a beanie what are you talking about I I disagree but thank you but I feel bad in one a beanie makes me feel bad. Really? Yeah, really bad. Wow, what a confession. I had no idea. And it's popular. Like, lesbians love them. Like, on, it's like a little bit on the side. It's a little bit back. Maybe it's kind of like French looking. It could be like... Yeah, don't do that side bullshit. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, don't, really? Don't, don't do... No, just put the damn hat on your head. <laughs> 
Stop making it a thing. That's my problem with like the pork pie, not the pork pie hats, the hats that you put with the, with the rim. What are they called? Like the, what's that style? I used to wear those a well, lot. Well, not a fedora. Not a fedora. That's different. That's what, hold on. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. A fedora. I used to like fedoras. And then I started noticing the rims were getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where it was becoming animated. That's where I like it. That's what I like. I do too, but like... I don't want to feel like a gangster when I put a hat on from the 1940s. No, but like my point is that suddenly the fedora like started seeing people wearing it to the side and I was like, all right, we got to stop. Like no more side stuff. No. And then I stopped with the fedora. Like, well, I have this hat here. I want to ask you what you think this is. Huh. This is the one hat I like that I'll wear because I feel normal, but I'm not going to put it on the side. It's almost like a spread out cowboy hat. I Is that a suede? Yeah. I like this one. I have one similar to that I used to wear a lot. Like, what would you call this? I like that. What is it? I don't know. Hmm. A wide brim fedora? I don't want to think of it as a fedora. I think of it like a, like I'm out of Deadwood or something. You know I, I mean? like that look. The 1800s. No, no, no. And I like that. And I like when a hat is authentically broken in. Like, there's something right. original about it. The cartoonish way fedoras became is sort of like how true religion made denim jeans a cartoon. Does that make sense? (laughs) Suddenly, like, true religion kind of ruined jeans because they started putting all that crap on it, and you're just like, oh, God, that's... Yeah, there's, like, oversized pockets and big buttons. Yeah. You're just like, what happened? Awful. Right. And you're like, what is this? You're like a classic, like, a Levi jean is a jean. Right. And then, like, with the hats, it's like, I'm all about, like, a beautifully broken-in original hat, but the problem is now you find these hats, and they're designed to look broken in. Well, that's a lot of fashion, right? Where they like stick holes in them. And it's just. I think you'll see like someone, a really rich person in Bel Air with that. And you're wearing like, this like hat that looks like they like they saved out of a fire. And you're like, I know you didn't save that out of a fire. You paid $10,000 for yeah. that hat. Or like they went horseback riding across the United States for a year. No, you didn't. Right. No, you didn't. You're not Butch Cassidy. Like, there's no way. That's my, that's my problem. When I start okay. to see contri, like the, the like con- phony the, baloney fashion, phony balloon, like sneakers is another thing, right? It sure is. You know what I'm saying with those sneakers, those sneakers that are designed to look like you've had them for 8,000 years, but they really cost $8,000. Those things. Well, what is that? Why did fashion, why is everybody like, Everyone should dress to look like they didn't spend this much money on it, but we know you did. What's that? <laughs> because everybody loves a piece of broken in clothing. I'm telling you, hand-me-downs are some of the best. And they don't have the spirit. Things you could get. To really hold on to clothes. It's because of, isn't it that whole movement where people just buy fashion and throw it away? What's that called? Fast fashion. Something like that, yes. Well, no, I think it's because people love a broken in item. Like, but they don't hold on to them. Like to have something that, you know, looks like you've had it for 20 years that you yourself owned and destroyed on your own time. That aesthetic, I'm saying, is very popular and I think it's timeless. So people were like, hey, cool, we could do that and we could up the price Uh and overcharge people. For all the time we're spending putting your clothing through years, (laughs) fake years. Exactly. So this pair of shoes might last you for one year because they're so horribly destroyed, (laughs) but you're going to spend $2,000 on them to have them look this fabulous the moment you take them out of the store. Okay, what about when you dress up? You like a really nice tailored black. What's dressing up? Dressing like if you had somewhere to go. That feels like such a foreign concept. That's so 2019. Okay, but you know what it is. Getting dressed up. You can roll with me here on the concept. Is it just me though? Like I go into my closet and I look at my clothes and I'm like, oh, I remember when I wore that last or I wonder what I should wear. Yeah, it's happened. Meanwhile, like our worlds are so much smaller now. There's no purpose for them. 
And I sometimes look at my closet and I'm thinking, if I had to go somewhere tonight where I had to look nice, I'm so far removed from that now, I wouldn't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I look at my clothes and I just think I'm sick of these. You ever get that where you're just kind of sick of it? I've had, that's the one I've had. When I look at my closet, it's like a thrift store nightmare. Everything's patterned and everything's brightly colored. It's like Bozo the Clown moved in. (laughs) And you're like, who am I? There's no basic anything. If I need a plain t-shirt or a plain anything, I have to borrow it. I I have nothing plain. Like this isn't mine. This this white tank top, it's not mine. There's I don't own anything that's that's why don't why don't you call me? It's like a basic plain You don't like plain. I guess I don't, but I, I respect it and I like it on other people when I put it on. You know what happens to me? You know what I don't like to wear? The color black. No, you don't. Every time I put it on I get this weird sad sensation or I just feel it makes me feel dark. Like it doesn't match my spirit. I don't know what it is. Which is funny because because your blonde hair and the black clothing would be such a pretty contrast. I mean, I've tried it. And whenever I wear it, I think it's so shocking to people that it's like, oh my God, you have black. It's, it's very strange. It's true. You never wear black. Color makes me happy. And the irony is you look good in black, but you're right. You don't wear it. You're very good with color. Like you pull off colors. You would never slap on a pink jacket or something. It'd be the first thing I'd walk towards. It depends on the color pink. If it was like a dusty rose pink, sure. If it was a bright fuchsia, probably not. I'll sprinkle in color, but that won't be my main ingredient. And I think that's because my personality is different. It doesn't feel authentic to me to wear a bright color. And also there are colors that I know just don't look good with my skin tone. I wish I could pull off yellow. I really do. And I can't. Same with orange. I can't do it. And I know the darker tones do, so I think the hell with it. I'll just go with what I know. So you you look at it more technically, but if you put something orange on, w- would it make you feel like you look crazy? Like you're, It's not emotional. It's just, it, like it, it just it, doesn't fit your spirit? It, no, no. It's not emotional. It just aesthetically, I look at that and I'm like, that color does not look good with my skin tone. Right. I don't know if it's because I have like such red undertones in my in my pigment. I have no idea. Whereas if I wear a navy blue, I'm I think, oh, a navy blue is nice. Back in- Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra many. brands? Ugh. And you're like, I like this about it, but not this, or they're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. It's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things. And it's like, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day 
at sax.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In the 80s, and I recommend this, <laughs> back in the 80s, my mom had, there was like, you know, when the Avon lady would come over, uh-huh. and we all got our color charts done. Wait, wait, wait. Was this um, like the woman in Beetlejuice? Avon calling. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. No. And she had a color chart, and we all got them done. My sister's a summer. I think mine was fall, but I know fall. royal blue is my color. Apparently, from the Avon lady in 1980-something. I like royal blue. Royal blue. And I'm supposed to look great in it. Yeah, blues. But I have to agree with you. I do get tired of black. You can... What my point is, Kate, you can get your color chart done. So, like, you might think you look bad in orange, which it might not be the case. Or you could be completely correct. But you can have a professional... I don't feel good in orange because I don't... Don't think it matches well with me. I don't really want to see you in orange. It's not, I'm not craving it. Thank you. Yeah. But I do crave sometimes seeing you in like a bright red suit or something crazy. Like Listen, li- seriously. Saw, like head to toe red suit. Alicia, uh, honestly, if I found a beautiful red suit, I would snag it in a second. It is harder to find than you think. Right. I would love a red suit. You know what else I'd like? What? A f- all white suit. Ooh, nice. An all white suit. Yeah. You would look great in that. I would kill for that. Can't find it. I've looked. Trust me. You're cute with your socks. Like you'll wear a black suit and then you'll, your little flare will be your socks. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed my sock game. I love a good pair of socks. Of course I notice your sock game. Oh, I love a good pair of socks. I've upped my sock game in the last four years because I did not have one. I love it. And it was kind of depressing. It was a lot of old like who cares socks that you just get when you're out at like Target. Don't you go to happy socks? I, I have some happy socks. I've I've made a, a lot of like sock purchases through the years. And now I open my sock drawer and it's got a lot of self-esteem. <laughs> I'm telling you, socks and underwear. If you have a great pair of underwear and a great pair of socks, it just kind of boosts you up. You feel good. Yeah. You, you feel, feel good. good. I love finding a new pair of socks. I know. It gives you confidence. They're like the foundation of your outfit. Exactly. Maybe no one else can see these right now. Doesn't matter. But I know they're cute. I know they're cute. I know what I have underneath here is very cute. Right. I feel good. At, yeah. Same with underwear. Or sexy. I know that I'm wearing these gray underwear. Nobody else knows. But I feel sexy in them. It's a similar thing. Right. I've realized in my older years that mm-hmm. I don't feel good going into a business meeting anymore. With a pair of sneakers on. No. I want a like form-fitting shoe. Yeah. Like a cowboy boot. You want to hear the clippity-clop on the hard floors when you're walking. Oh, I didn't even think about it that way. That's what I like. You know in movies when they're walking in hallways or something and you hear... Yeah. I've always audibly like that sound and I want to sound like that when I'm going into a meeting. Mine is more conceptually like I just feel structured like, oh, business. Like, if I'm wearing sneakers, right. it's more like, oh, I'm hanging out, and this isn't very serious. Right. Like, I think fashion can do these weird things to you like that, right? No, I get no, I get what you're saying. I could wear a head-to-toe black suit. If I have a pointy shoe, not even a heel, because I really don't like heels, but if I have a pointy shoe, instantly, that makes me feel feminine 
on the level that I'm happy with where I feel it gives me confidence. That's really cute. Yeah. I never knew that those pointy shoes made you feel feminine. Or I could be in like a dress, right? Like let's say like I'm wearing a round shoe. I won't have that feeling. Shoes do something to me. I get that a lot. Well, if I'm in a heel, I don't, I feel like I'm faking it and I'm not being my authentic self because, and I'm talking like a high heel. I'm not talking about boots with the heel. I'm talking about a high heel. Oh yeah. Or like an open toed shoe. I can't see you in that for some reason. I love nothing more than an amazing dress that's perfectly structured and has a really fun pattern and then a great high heel. I feel amazing. Like it automatically puts me in a great place. And you can walk in high heels effortlessly. And you've taught me how to do it before. Yeah. Because there's a technique to it. It's in the hips. It's in the hips. And I, if I practiced, I could do it. I just don't care enough to do it. Yeah. Because anytime I have a job, there's a potential high heel. I'm always like, you know, dissuading the, the people. It'd be like, nah, let's not go in that direction. Let's go in another direction. Because I know I won't be able to like right. be present if I'm in that sort of shoe. One day it's going to bite me in the ass. What did you used to dress like? Like when you were like 20, what was your style? Use Levi's, motorcycle boots, vintage t-shirts or polo shirts. My mom had this beautiful trench coat she got in Paris in the 70s when she was there. It was this gorgeous army green trench coat and it was... Ooh, that's awesome. It was the hottest jacket. I wore it to death to the point where it's like it would disintegrate in your hands. That's how much I wore it. It was like a gabardine wool, and I used to wear, and that was like my uniform. I was borderline club kid, and the brighter and crazier I could dress, the better I felt. There was an attention-needing aspect to it, but it made me feel so good. So I had these platform shoes that were... How high? Almost a foot tall. What? I would go get white Doc Martens that you would lace up to your knee, and then I would take them to the shoe guy around the corner in New York... And I would have him make me rubber soles that were black and white stripes. So he'd put like black, then white, then black, then white. So my, they were like kiss boots. And they were like almost a foot tall. And I wore them every day, all day, walking around the city. I never, there wasn't a day I didn't have those on. <laughs> and then I'd have like, I, we'd go down to like Pat Fields. Oh, yeah. And like all the drag queens would dress us. And I would look like I just landed from Mars. And I'd walk around the city like that. And it made me so happy. Were you the kind of girl that shopped at Trash in Vaudeville back in the day? Yes, all of that. Like Pat Fields, we would shop there all the, I mean, way before Sex in the City where she just had this like store in the village. Wait, how would you even be able to walk around the city in those kinds of shoes? There, there's no, it doesn't feel any different. You were like a Dr. Seuss character. Yeah, pretty that's cute and though I was like I found myself this is who I am it was like very you know when you leave home and I came from a small town so it was all about expression like my favorite thing about fashion is that it's it becomes a part of you I, I don't dress like that anymore I don't need to but it can really style is like a real thing when someone hooks into their style yeah. there's a woman Lisa Eisner who I'm obsessed with She's a photographer and a jewelry maker. and Oh, she has serious style. You know, and you look at her like, that's serious. amazing what you do. Like, puts herself yeah. together in these ways and can walk in a room and the whole room just turns their heads. And mm-hmm. like, like, it's cool. I love that stuff. It is such an individual thing. What you're saying is how I feel about mm-hmm. a good tailor. So, I love that trick. So, you can take something that you're like, it's almost there. It almost works on me. Yeah. 
Let me take it to my tailor. And it's sometimes a crapshoot, right? It doesn't always work, but when it does, it's like hitting a gold mine. So fun. Okay, what... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. About what about thrift stores versus like a designer you like? What do you prefer? Do you like kind of putting creatively putting an outfit together through vintage clothing, or do you like walking into a store and going, "Oh, this fits me perfectly"? I like I appreciate a well curated vintage store, and if you find a find at a vintage store that fits you like a glove, like hats off. That's like one of the best days. But with designers, it depends on the occasion. But I I feel like with designers, I'm not actively out there shopping in designers just because I'm bored one day I that's like if I need something specific do you buy things online do you like you kind of scrub eBay a lot yeah I find I love eBay yeah, I've tried it and then I'll it'll arrive and it's never right because there's a technique what's the technique because you have to follow the technique and if you follow the technique it'll work what is it Kate it's first of all know what designers fit you Number one, don't go testing a designer that you don't know anything about. And when you know that designer, know your size in that designer. And then you go searching for eBay. But even out, even outside of eBay, now there's all these other secondhand internet shops, which I prefer because like the Real Real, for instance. Right, 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 of course. That place is rad because I'm sorry, I don't want to spend full price on something that shouldn't be costing that much in the first place. I can find it on Real Real for the price that it should have been in the first place reusing it and so you have specific designers you don't just go in and push like women's and then start looking oh my or men's god and no. start looking you're you're very specific i'm very specific okay this is maybe my problem i find if you're not specific on the item you're just scrolling endlessly asking yourself maybe i like that maybe i like and then you keep adding things to your cart right is that me i'd probably wear that and then you'll never wear it how about this here's a question there's like a fantasy version of myself that i would love to look like mm-hmm <laughs> That I've never attained. Like, I'll see a girl like Charlotte Gainsbourg, for instance. or like The best style ever. She has the best style. A really cool French girl that just, like, casually looks yeah. incredible. How do people do that? I'll look at them and I try to, like, break it down. Because at the end of the day, it's well-cut clothing. No, it's not. It's well-cut clothing. No, but it could be, like, a cool sweater that's, like, the... And then you go try... You try to, like, kind of mimic that It fits that perfectly. Look, and I look nothing like that. It's almost like when you walk into a hairdresser and you're, like, make me look like this. I want this haircut. And they're, like, laughing. If you're not naturally that person. I'm telling you right now, it boils down to the cut. You could have a jacket, a nothing jacket. You take it to a tailor. You could transform that look and make yourself look like a million bucks. I'm all about simplicity and tailoring. That's that's my that's my happy spot. Okay, so the ta- the takeaway is find a good tailor. Find a good tailor. Okay. I learned a lot today.
Thank you. I learned a lot too. I'm really happy um, that you shopped at Patricia Fields back in the day before it was popular. That's funny, right? On 8th Street. Mm -hmm. That's really cute. Well, you're really cute. You're really cute. Well, I hope I helped you with your tailor search. You did. I don't even know how to find one. I give you my guy. You should go to to him. You're the best. You have great style. You have great style. No, wait. You don't have to say that back. No, you do. You have a jacket that I've been wanting for ages, and then you lost the fucking thing, and I could kill you for it. Seriously. I know. I would have given you anything out of my wardrobe for that jacket. I know. I was mad about it, too. How did you lose it? I don't think I was happy about it. It's a, see, farm wear. I'm good at farm wear. You're really good at farm wear. Or work wear, whatever you call it. Yeah, but you find the work wear that fits well. Work wear is a problem because it's boxy and it's big and it's unflattering. And somehow... You have to buy kids. Kids. Oh, that was the other thing. Kids. Sometimes you got to get a kid. Yes. You got to get kids clothing. You go, boys, extra large. Yep. Will be like a small jacket on a girl. It's like a size 13, 14. It's another trick. I get all my sweatpants at Zara Boys. Anyway, that's my other secret. Okay, all right. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Okay, bye. And now you understand why this episode of Pantapod was brought to you by the word Sprezzatura. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Leisha Haley and Kate Menig. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want us to keep going, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at The Pants Pod. If you like us, leave a review on iTunes and we'll read all of them. You can email us a question at pantspodcast at yahoo.com and we'll try and answer a few every week. Rachel Shelley, that's me, is our editor and producer over in the UK. Theme song by Carolina Para and the graphics are by Love Fox. Pants. 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 Pants.